I'm not looking at what people think I'm looking at. I'm looking at like the texture of their hair. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have such great hair. Like I want to cut it. You're inspired. So it's, I'm inspired by strangers and their hair. That's Leah, hair sculptor, mother of two, and cutting enthusiast. She generously agreed to answer questions while cutting Angelica's very, very long hair. If you'd like to witness a haircut and some interesting audio levels, stay tuned. You might just get some free advice. Hi, Leah. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for joining us on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. So we're in your salon right now. Yes. The room, an organic salon. And you are a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call yourself? A hairdresser. A hairdresser. Okay. Not so much into styling. I like hair to do its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You get it dressed and then it I goes get... upon its merry way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have known each other through your brother, John, who was in episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess our kids just started hanging out and you would send yours on birthday party days over at my house and then I was like, oh, you cut hair too. I guess we're coming over to your house now. Yeah. <laughs> and right now my kid is running amok in your house, so you're very sweet too. Well, I'm happy. Let this be. Um, so this episode's a little bit different. We're not in my office. We have mics in different places. We tried out a headset mic, which was more hilarious than functional. (laughs) And I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah. This is very exciting. And the idea is to just let you listen to my hair and have it tell you what it should be. Um, Because the last time we were hanging out doing backyard haircuts, Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the questions I asked you. Like, what is your favorite type of haircut. What what do you like to do? And you said the one where someone lets you just do whatever you want. Yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> and I haven't had like a crazy bold haircut in a long time. My hair is I measured it, it's twenty six inches right now. So I've been growing it out for eight years. Wow. My child was an infant the last time I had very short hair. Yeah, as long as I've known you, you've had yeah. long hair. Yeah. So we're about to do something very fun. Fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so what are you thinking? Well, I think, <clears throat> I think that definitely if we're going to do a big change that we should donate this hair. I would love to. Cause you have beautiful hair and, and you is, should share it. Yes. And it's not dyed. <laughs> it's not dyed. Yeah. It's in great condition. You don't do anything that damages it Yeah. and you get regular trim. So it's, It's healthy hair, and yeah, it could find another home. I would love that so much. And your hair will grow back, and you will have that again. Yeah, we can have long hair again. Exactly. So my mother will be sated. (laughs) She's a little nervous. Yeah, I bet. Well, so I got some images that I collected, and I thought these women have hair... What I feel like is kind of similar to your texture, because that's what you have to look at. Okay. I want to look at something that's going to work with you, the fact that you're low maintenance and, like, Mm -hmm. you don't do a lot of work to your hair. But something that's fun and gives it a change. I liked this one. I showed my brother, and he was like, I don't think 
you should do that on Angelica. So <laughs> that one's out. Okay. Yeah. And it's like all of these two, I think, <clears throat> are fairly easy to grow out and grow with your style mm -hmm. so that it's not something where you feel like you need to come back every few weeks to get your bangs trimmed. It's like you could just do it for fun and then just say, that was fun. And now, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm going to go on and grow them into something else. Yeah. Um, but again, we don't have to do any of that. If you're not feeling, I know it's a big change for you. And ultimately I want you to feel comfortable and good with whatever style we decide. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with going short. Okay. And I think I'm cool with, I think, bangs. I think I am. I, yeah. I think that, um, the reason I kind of moved away from them was because my hair, because it's so fine, mm -hmm. it gets really greasy quickly. And I, I also know it's because I like wash my hair practically every day. So, mm -hmm. um, I could be dirtier. <laughs> Just need a good dry things. shampoo. Yes, which I have now. Okay. Um, since having grown out my hair. So. Yeah. Well, I say let's just take the first step and yeah. let's measure off your hair and make the cut for the donation. Okay. And then we'll see what your hair does because it's going to, it's been a long time since it's had that much weight off of it. So uh -huh. that will also be inspiring to see how does your hair react to having that much weight taken off of it? Yeah. You know, how does, how does that look? Um, so one of the things that I think is interesting is you work similarly to me is you have your kids around yes. while you work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, I think that it's so hard to reasonably expect someone to just pretend they don't have kids just because they're working. Right. And I think it's just kind of lovely to be like, yes, this, my family is integrated into what I do. Um, they know that I love what I do and they get to see it. Right. Um, what's it like for you? It's, I love it. I think it, I don't know. I feel like it's important. I think, I mean, I say for girls because I have girls uh, I think it's important for every kid to be able to see and respect what their parent does for a living. Mm -hmm. um, I think it it takes some of the mystery out. Like I know growing up, <clears throat> my dad went to work and I didn't really know what he did. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I really understood what he did until I was an adult. So having that here, they're fully aware and also it being a creative type job, I think inspires them to be creative in their own little ways in life. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I find that like when I'm doing something fun and creative on a client, I have a little break and step out and my daughters are doing art projects on their own. And I don't know if that's because of what I do, but I think it can't help but inspire them to, to do what, what they do in yeah. their downtime. Um, and clients seem to be pretty open to it. I mean, you have a salon attached to your house, hence right. the name, the room. Yes. Um, yeah, I think definitely as business has grown, there will be inevitably more people that come in not totally understanding what's, what I do and that it is in my home. So I'll make the first cut. Okay. Right, let's get a video. Are you ready? Come on. Um, you you ready. got a video? Okay. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it 
This is big, so I'm just like, we gotta stop for a second and just say, Thank okay. you, hair. You've done a good job. It's beautiful. And now someone else. <laughs> Do your girls know that you're doing this? Yes. Okay. So they're not gonna start crying? No. I think they were growing out their hair to be long like mine, so I might detour them. It's done. How long is that? A foot? I think I measured like 10 inches. Because okay. that's the minimum? Um, eight for um, pantines. Yeah, there it goes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'll let you just feel that for a second. How are you feeling? I hope it again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely chopped my hair off multiple times in my life. I grew my hair out kind of unintentionally. My mom just didn't cut my hair till I was 13. Uh -huh. So I've had very, very long hair multiple times in my life. Yeah. And then just that big, like, yeah, it's gone. And I feel like it's so nice to have that contrast mm -hmm. to just look in the mirror and be like, Wow, look, it's different. I, I notice it's different. Other things feel different, and it gives you a different perspective about everything. It just kind of makes you excited. Mm -hmm. Can we actually get you wet in the shampoo bowl? Yeah. Is that okay if we kind of adjust things for a second? This will help your hair also just settle, settle into its new home. Well, you just trusted me to cut off all that. Yeah. Does that make you feel good? It does. I and like trust. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all, at the end of the day, it's just hair. Yeah. Like, it's one of the few things that we can change very easily on our body without consequence. Right. And you color, too, don't I you? I do, yeah. Um, how does coloring play into how this feels as a creative expression? Well, I think coloring for me kind of came secondhand. I really got into hair for the fact that I loved cutting hair. Um, I loved being able to just on a whim change my style or change someone's style. Um, and so color, I didn't really honestly get much of a passion or love for color until I started using organic color here in the salon. Because everything is organic here. Everything is organic um, and vegan and gluten-free. And, um, you know, so we get to bring in a lot of really cool and interesting people from all over who have different... Um, just sensitivities mm -hmm. or just, you know, ideals, I guess. Like... Um, yeah, so being able to offer something that's just like toxin free is so nice. Yeah. I really like, I really feel that like when I started doing color in hair school, the chemical aspect of it freaked me out mm -hmm. and I was just like really not into it. So I had assumed when I got through with getting my license that I would just be a haircutting specialist somewhere and I was going to try to find a salon that didn't do all the chemical services that people were doing at that time, like Brazilian blowouts and keratin treatments where you're just as a hairdresser and like 
just breathing that in all day long. Oh, sure. You know, it's like one thing to put it on your head and have it done every so often, but it's another to really, as a professional, like be having to breathe in. Like, so that was another thing was like, I really did not want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then soon after graduating and working in a salon for just a short period of time, I had really just realized, like, I just want to work for myself. Like, I, I don't really want... <laughs> I think that with this, with this profession, you can work for yourself easily if you're motivated. So that's where I was just like, okay, I'm just... I'm going to try to figure out a way to do this. Yeah. And, and having the spare bedroom in our house at that time seemed like a perfect way of doing it. Um, a girlfriend of mine from hair school was really into color and organic color. She was from California and had had used organic color before, so she knew it was out there and it worked. Um, and so, so when we kind of came together, we were like, I think we could do this. Like, mm -hmm. I think with the two of us, and our skills, her being kind of the color specialist and me being the haircutting specialist, we could work together as a team where we weren't competing for clients. Sure. And it was like a package deal. So, um, yeah, we kind of, my parents own this house, so we pitched our business plan to my, my parents and they were really supportive of it. So we basically, other than like lighting and plumbing, did everything in here ourselves to get this set up and had friends build our stations. And so it was very much like a little group effort yeah. of making this happen. And I thought, well, if, if this doesn't succeed, at least I didn't like put all my savings into this. <laughs> I, mean, I can just rent this room out. It's again. a room. Yeah, it's like essentially still a room. Yeah, there's a shelf and a little um, what is that? A little wash station, um, and there are two chairs in here mm -hmm. and some mirrors. Um, how long ago did you start your business? It's been going on seven years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you are really busy. It has gotten really busy. <laughs> With Austin growing so much, I think inevitably, I mean, we've never advertised. We've never done anything to bring in clients other than word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, yeah, within that first year, um, we started like taking credit cards and we built a little website through WordPress mm -hmm. and... Um, and had like online scheduling. So they're having, yeah, some Google presence. I think then people started actually searching for cleaner salons. Mm -hmm. um, but it was very slow and gradual, which was perfect for me at that time because I had a daughter and, you know, I was really focused on being a mom, but also wanting to have a career where I could do both. Um, and so... Yeah, it was just it was just kind of perfect how it all ended up working out. <laughs> yeah, it was like seamless and smooth and made a lot of sense and all of these creative entities came in to help you um, because your brothers, you know, 
Chambers um, is crafty, as we talked about in his episode, and um, you know, all of your family members seem to be artistic, so they've been helping you a lot. Yeah, for okay. sure. What do you love about haircutting? Hmm. <laughs> um, I just love the way a haircut can like change the way someone looks. Um, it can really like change your face shape or like for men, especially with short hair, um, or anyone with short hair, really, it's just like, you can really control what the shape of their head looks like. Someone that has a really tight, close haircut. So say someone has like a flat head in the back, Mm -hmm. um, that, that you can build the hair up. You're like a sculptor. Sculptor, I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's really where my passions kind of started. I have three brothers, um, and I have, you know, a lot of close friends who have trusted me with cutting their hair through the periods, like, before I ever had the idea of becoming a professional. Yeah. Um, so I really got to see that especially when not knowing any true skills that I could do that then, you know, or it was just like, you had an eye for it. I guess. Yeah. I had an eye for it. I always loved art. You know, I grew up like being surrounded by art with my family and, um, loved art classes and things like that. It's like what got me through high school. So what other art have you done? Well, what are you drawn to? I'd say mostly, I used to, before I had kids, I, I loved collaging. I love tedious types of work. And cutting. Uh, yes. And cutting. It's all cutting. Yeah, exactly. All back to the cutting. Um, yeah, I, I loved having a really sharp exacto knife and some National Geographic magazines and would, you know, find some landscape or something that I was drawn to or a cityscape or something like that. And just, I would just sit there for hours and just meticulously cut out all these pieces and create some weird, bizarre world. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I loved it. And I did that all, I did that all the time. You know, once you have kids, those, those sort of things you don't have as much time for anymore. The workspace is almost impossible to have tiny little things and sharp objects. Totally. <laughs> like with, you know, um, is Caroline three? She's yeah. She'll be four in September. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Little little ones tend to make that nearly impossible. Yeah. Um. Do you miss it? Um. I do sometimes. I'm excited now about my girls getting older and the fact that I've kept all my cutouts and everything. Like you're just ready. I'm ready to like pull them out and like share that with Nico. I mean, just the other day she was like, I want to do stuff with Mod Podge. And I was like, oh, like it's bringing back memories. (laughs) I can help you with this. (laughs) Like, I can't wait to show you all my clippings I have. And we can just like create some really fun stuff together. Oh, that's so fun. I love that idea. Yeah. So I've, I've held on to all those things. Um, but I, yeah, so I'm just, I'm really, really looking forward to one day being able to do that with them. Uh, I think I get my fix with my job. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think it does. It goes perfectly with 
with what I with what I love. Yeah. I asked some of our followers on social media if there was something creative that they used to do but don't do anymore. Um, mine was poetry. Mm. And I kind of miss that, but there's still kind of that creative expression in landscape architecture. But it's not as personal. It's not, like, for me. It's for someone else. Right. Um, and a couple of people replied, and one that stood out to me was someone from architecture school, Kenny Grossman, and he said that he misses drawing. Like, besides architectural sketches, just kind of drawing. So, um, I kind of think about how maybe it's a time of our life, how, you know, we're focusing more on, like, our work and creative outlets through work, but a lot of people don't set aside something that's just for them and personal. And so I'm so glad to hear that you get that out of haircutting, that even though it's for someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something special for you in it too. Well, for sure. Just like having clients who return, like returning clients who come back and trust you again and again with their hair, mm-hmm. it feels like that's kind of for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I get I get a lot out of that. And yeah, after, you know, you have had clients for long term and you do stuff that they're, like, you just kind of have the same sort of style for, you know, a year, a few years, and then finally they're at a place where they're like, we have this, we've built this relationship, and now we're going to trust you to do what you want with my hair. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, that's such a great feeling. And sometimes you get those on the first time. Like, sometimes there are clients who just come in, and they're immediately like, I've never met you before, but I'm just going to let you do whatever you want. Yeah. Which I think is some wild trust. <laughs> like, I have a problem with letting people, like, trusting people with my own hair. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to cut it all the time myself. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work out well? Like, what happens in the back if you can't see it? Yeah, I mean, you have to ask for a little help from, <laughs> from a friend. Yes. Trust and friend. Yeah. When you're walking around... Not in the salon. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah, totally. but, uh, So you see people on, like, is it a bad haircut? And you're like, oh, gosh, I would do something different. Or, yeah. like, that's a grown-out version of it. They need a trim. Like, are you constantly evaluating people's haircuts? Most definitely. <laughs> Without a doubt. I've judged your hair. Yeah. I mean, occasionally I'll see someone where I'm just like... That's just not the right cut for you. Mm-hmm. I would love to get my hands in, like, give you a makeover. But I'd say more often than not, I'm just, like, into people's hair. Yeah. So do you see some haircuts where you're like, yes, that haircut is amazing. For sure. I want to recreate that. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I follow so many hairdressers from all over the world on social media and I love getting inspired by them. I mean, those pictures that I showed you today were all from other hairdressers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just getting the length all done. I can't that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go shorter or do you want to stay here now? How do you feel? I'd say. What is it telling you? I'm still curious to see what it's going to do when it dries. You know, for me, I'm like, this is a very much a multi-step. Uh-huh. Because I, like, cut it all off dry. But then I want to get it wet and let it kind of settle in. But then I also want to see it dry again to see what does, how does your hair react now? Now that we've, like, 
changed it. Yeah. So it's definitely when, when I do a big change with people, I'm like, I give them, I let them know, like, I want you to come back in a couple days if you feel like you want to come back in a couple days because when you take that much length off you got to let like you got to let your hair kind of figure itself out Mm -hmm. and sometimes you start a little longer to be a little safer and then you're like you know what I'm just like ready to go chin length you know yeah so I'd say I like this length and I'd say let me just keep working with it and we'll see what it does okay and maybe in a couple days we'll be meeting again (laughs) Which is totally okay for both of us. Yeah. How do you feel about touching people? Are you comfortable touching people? Yeah. I guess I never thought about it. I like being touched. I mean, I like massage. I like getting massages. Um, And so I've never thought about touching people. It's an odd... I guess it's kind of an odd thing for me not to think about because I am doing it all day. You're like, here, stranger, come sit in my chair and I'm about to really get in there. Yeah, but I think, too, like, they're trusting me with their hair. And so I feel like more than me touching them, like, uh-huh. I'm I'm kind of in their space sure. a little bit. I mean, a lot. <laughs> I'm right up on you. Yeah. What's funny is there's certain places that I feel totally fine with a stranger petting me, uh-huh. which is kind of what this is feeling like. Yeah. Like, comforting me, petting me, um, you know, getting a facial, getting a haircut, getting a massage, all of those. Oh, Self-care. Yeah. Or even, like, at my dentist when something really stressful is about to happen with, like, drilling on my poor teeth like my dentist kind of pets my shoulder and I'm like yes thank you that is what I want mm-hmm. um but there are lots of instances where I just don't know how like as a weirdo react to a stranger like getting in my face I, I'm a hugger which is confusing for that middle zone like if I like kind of know someone or a client that hugs me I'm like you are comfortable enough to hug me and now I'm thinking about whether or not I need to hug on the way out, or if we're always going to hug now, or <laughs> if it was like a one-time thing and now they're regretting it. Like this, it just totally occupies a part of my brain that it should not. Um, but maybe there are just like set rules for hairstylists. It's like, you know, I'm about to touch your hair. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, you kind of know, you both know going in, you're going to be touched. Yeah. And you're going to be touching. Um, yeah, and it's funny that I've never really thought about that. But when you talk about being a hugger, I think of myself as not being a hugger. Okay. Like, I'm not one that really likes to hug that much. Um, but when you're saying that, I'm, like, having, like, flashes of memory come through where I'm, like, I've had clients that I connected with so much in my chair that, like, at the end, either them or I are all of a sudden, like, can I give you a hug? Yeah. Like, I just feel like I want to hug you. And that's that's definitely happened before. Um, but, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, um, yeah, I just never really thought about touching. Yeah. And so connecting, that happens. You know, you're talking to them. You're establishing this warmth, this chemistry. There's an art to that, too, being personable, mm-hmm. about having someone open up. Because, like... You know, you're sitting here in this chair, and you're like, mm, I guess I'm going to talk to you for the next 45 minutes. Right. Um, and so there have been times when I've it's been, like, stilted. Not with you, obviously. I know you. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, other people who have cut my hair, I've 
either felt like I had to talk or um, or I didn't want to talk at all. Yeah. Do you find that people are like that, like super quiet or just start gabbing? Yeah. I mean, I kind of it kind of depends on the appointment. You know, sometimes people are in here for 20 or 30 minutes getting a quick trim and then there's other times that I have clients in here for hours getting a full, you know, cut and color service. Oh. So that definitely plays into what kind of conversation we have, but also like we're all humans in the end of the day. So we're all just like some days I really want to talk to some of my clients. Some days I'm just like not feeling it. And mm-hmm. I'll actually like, if I have a color client and I'm just like not feeling very talkative, I'll just let them have their own kind of quiet space in here, which I know that a lot of them appreciate that quiet time too. Yeah. Cause a lot of them are parents or work a lot and they just, for them to be able to be in this space and be able to just be comfortable to be silent is yeah. kind of nice. Well, I can tell that you're very sensitive to it, and, um, you know, because you immediately made me feel comfortable sitting down the first time, which yeah. I found a picture of, I feel like it was one of the first haircuts, and I was probably taking it of one of my girls. Okay. And I'm getting a trim, but it was in 2016. Okay. So, you know, I've been yeah. doing this for a couple of years now. Granted, I only cut my hair, like, every six or eight months. Yeah. <laughs> So I will start all of that um, August, in August mm-hmm. when the girls are back. Now I'm like on to thinking about if we're doing bangs or not. Yeah. So we gotta kind of stop and talk about this for a second. If anything, it's just gonna be some like nice face framing and it will grow out that way. Ultimately, it's like you want a cut that can just grow out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, at least for me, I want something that is just gonna be like, all right, I can have this for as long as I want, or I can like change this immediately if I want. <laughs> and not have the the awkward. Oh man, I so in high school, right when I was graduating high school, I wanted this really short haircut where it was bangs, some portion of my hair in front of my ears was long and kind of swooped forward to my chin, mm-hmm. and the back of it was super super short. And I had not seen this haircut on a person. But I drew it. Uh-huh. And then, so that is, like, not ideal when it comes to, like, expressing a haircut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and instead of taking it to a person who cuts hair, um, who was in the room? I feel like it was our friend Sarah D and Cole and I, all three of us cut my hair together. That's fun. And I did the bangs, and I feel like Cole and Sarah D did the back and so they were like it was like really short in one part and like kind of long in another part and then my front was like a cartoon and it was probably the worst haircut (laughs) on the face of the planet and it was so short like I had to grow it out and I knew it was bad because every time someone was like oh you got a haircut Mm -hmm. it was never a good reaction so do you ever have people come in with just god awful haircuts and they're like, please save me from this wreckage? No. I mean, I don't know. What really makes a bad haircut? Like, <laughs> this was a bad haircut. <laughs> um, 
I guess I've had people with different stages. I mean, I've had people come in who were unhappy with their haircut. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if I would necessarily say that it was um, a bad haircut, but I think it just wasn't right mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you're like looking at things and you're like, what was this person thinking? Like, this is not connected at all. But it all depends on how they cut it, how long it's been since the last haircut. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of factors that play into it because also not everyone's hair grows at the same speed. So if it's been months and months since you've had your haircut, there may be sections of it that seem longer. Oh. You know, it may look sort of uneven. But, yeah. but I have like a client who, whose hair grows really fast on one half of her head. That is fascinating. Yeah. And I think there was maybe what we like kind of figured out over time is that of us talking about that uh -huh. was that she remembered back to like um, a car accident that she was in and that oh. she never was like severely hurt, but she had hit that side of her head. And so it doesn't grow the same at the same rate on Whoa. that side. So there's all these factors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I haven't experienced anyone coming in here where I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I think it's, it's pretty much been like, okay, well, let's just talk about where you want to go from this yeah. and how, and our action plan of like how we're going to get you there. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's, and I love that too. I love I think some of my favorite haircuts are, well, curly cuts because they're so fun and that is like truly sculpting. Uh-huh. Um, men's are like short haircuts where you're able to manipulate the person's head shape. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just like someone who's trying to grow something out. like. I love being able to make someone feel good about what phase they're in with their hair at that time. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, those are the awkward ones. Right. So I love the awkward stuff and the it's, interesting... It's potential. Interesting cuts. We're getting close. Mm -hmm. Tell me about color. How do you think of color for people? Well, typically I love doing hair color that is natural that looks natural that mm -hmm. grows out well and again that just comes from me being super low maintenance and not wanting to have to come in also I just try to think about people's pocketbooks mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know like the fact that is this person going to want to come in every four weeks to get their color retouched like I don't know I don't know many people that can't afford that. Uh -huh. So, um, so those are things that I like to think about. And, um, especially like with highlighting, I love just like sun kissed hair, like looking at a kid's natural highlights in their hair and mimicking that in adults. And I've had so many adults kind of come to me and say, Oh my God, this is what I look like as a kid. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they are like looking for that youth again and something that just, yeah, is very natural, but again, like a little rooty or something that can grow out well. 
Sure. What is that called? Balayage? Balayage. Balayage. It's like a, that just means like hand painted or painted on color. So what is the root kind of being exposed, the the almost grown out, that summer grow out look? Not necessarily where it's like a hard line from, you know, dyeing your hair orange and then, you know, your natural colors under it. I feel like that was a trend that started, I don't know, five years ago, maybe longer. Yeah, I don't really know where that kind of started. I'm just, I'm just like into it because I'm like, okay, it's it just super natural. easy and low yeah. maintenance. And yeah, it looks like a kid's hair, like a kid's natural highlights. Um, yeah, I think with me, I... I get inspired when the person sits in my chair and talks to me about what they want to do with their color, but color isn't something that I, I'm like really drawn to, or Mm -hmm. it's, for me, it's all about the cut. Do people complain about certain things like my hair is fine or my hair is not, like my hair is not thick and I guess the nice way of saying it is fine. Well, those are different things though. Because fine is talking about each individual hair strand, Uh and thick is talking about, like, density, like your hairs per square inch on your head. Okay. So, I find that everyone wants what they don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Basically. But, yeah, when you can find that perfect haircut for them that they're just, like, so into. Yeah, where it takes advantage of what their hair wants to do. Right. Instead of fighting it. Right. I'd say definitely as a hairdresser, finer, straighter hair, for me, is more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're, like... Um, Yeah, like what you said, like, when you had cut your own hair and it wasn't... Like, you just added more texture into it because, like, you were trying to, like, hide things or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's much easier to see every little thing Yeah. in um, in super straight hair. And that's also where you follow more rules, I guess, with straighter hair. You're kind of, you're taking these perfect sections and you're, you know, holding the hair at a certain angle And it's a lot of that part of haircutting, Mm -hmm. whereas it's like, it's less sculpting, I guess. I don't know. I say that now I'm like, well, I don't know. It's all kind of sculpting, but yeah, you got to be a little bit more mathematical about it with straighter or finer hair. Right. Because if there's curls, the curls are providing some of the work. They're giving volume or like giving angles, giving that shape. Mm-hmm. This, it's got to be the, the cut, I guess. Right. And with curls, too, people with curly hair know that on a daily basis, their curls are going to be different. Like, hmm. they may shrink up, you know, depending on what product they use mm-hmm. or the weather. Yeah. Their hair will be different. Like, I can have really curly hair some days, and then some days my hair can look, like, almost straight. Uh, if I were to touch a like a even a wide tooth comb to my hair after the shower, my curl would be nothing like it is right now. It would be much looser. Uh-huh. And even like kind of non-existent. Weird. Yeah. So I'll touch my hair with stuff after it's dry if I'm gonna wear it curly. 
Mm -hmm. And you could like product and like scrunch it. Yeah, like I may put a little um, pomade or even actually just like conditioner sometimes because curly hair tends to be drier. So you can like constantly feed it moisture and it just sucks it up. So I've got a question for next week that I'm going to put on social media. Um, and Leah, you are welcome to answer as well. How do you express yourself artistically in your everyday life? So that might be clothes or your hair or your makeup or, you know, any number of things. Do you have something that comes to mind? I mean, I would imagine. I'd probably say my hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to just be super boring. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't really wear makeup. Clothes... Um, are just something I have to wear <laughs> and um, try I try to be comfortable and I guess stylish in them yeah but uh, yeah I think my hair is probably it yeah that's what I would think yeah um, so if you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity what would your title be um, my friend Amanda who um, kind of helped me with this thought and she had suggested that homegrown hairdresser was probably the perfect title yes. for me. Yes. Um, I like that. yeah. Cause I started, I started doing this in my home, in my living room before I had a salon, before I was licensed to do it. I would have my friends over and cut their hair in my living room. <laughs> and now I have a salon in my home. And so I think it's the most fitting it's perfect. for that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Angelica. And thanks to our listeners. And we hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. If you're interested in a haircut or color using all organic, vegan, and gluten-free products in a well-lit room of a sweet little house, skip the big parking lot and the chemicals and make an appointment at theroomorganicsalon.com. Our music was finely sculpted by Berman Swale, who you can find on Facebook. Photos of Angelica's transformation, links, and more at chattycrafties.com. Don't forget to answer our question of the week to be featured in next week's episode, which, as you'll no doubt remember, is how do you express yourself artistically in your everyday life? Personally, I like to use accents. This episode was co-produced by me, Amber Moreno, and my crafty comrade Angelica Norton, right here at Open Envelope Studio. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for a promo by next week's guest, then go make some art. This is Levi, the host of Thrift Therapy, where we talk about all things related to thrift life. Collecting vinyl, buying crap you don't need from thrift stores, rummaging through people's rejects at their yard sales, and even it hitting up the flea market. If that sounds like your kind of thing and you want some cheap laughs, check me out. You can download my episodes at thrifttherapypod.com. Careful, baby. What are you doing? Hi, girls. Would you mind taking her out of here?
Thank you. Nice. Good job, lady. I bet she fell. Oh. Is she okay now? I bet she just came in to tell you. She didn't even tell me that. Mm -mm. Surprisingly. <laughs> and that's my day out. Yeah. <laughs> A little poppin'.